0: a popular outcast production
1: i recommend starting it with ladies
0: ladies
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you know what i'm doing with that
2: i okay. do know what you're doing with that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to Portable Power Podcast, the world's only video game podcast that doesn't have a dubstep theme song.
2: And that's something to be proud of.
0: <laughs> this is um, a sort of a surprise mid-month episode. We weren't originally planning to do this. Um, normally, Portable Power Podcast is only first of the month, but lately we just can't seem to get enough of each other and end up with these little mid-month episodes, but it's kind of nice.
2: Yeah, it means that we uh, you know get to actually talk more often, because I, I, I feel like, I, feel like um, I need to save like all my good stories for, you know, or like whatever I'm doing for when I'm actually on the show, so that I'm not like repeating stuff to you guys. Yeah, that way
0: our laughs can be sincere.
2: Right.
1: I only ever laugh insincerely, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just you have that work laugh just down. Yeah. All right, well, uh, in case you guys don't know us, my name's Mark Matters. I'm here with... Kevin Seibert. Emmer Smith. This episode was made especially for an interview we're doing with, I guess we can c- consider him a friend of ours now, Christopher Arnold. Christopher is the lead programmer of a game called Ping that Emmer's reviewed a few episodes back.
1: Quite favorably.
0: That is, that is true. Episode 7, that was. He's now working on Ping 2, and he also made an app for android to time your kids timeouts he is a father so he made a little app for you guys to when your kid is bad time their timeouts so you can stick to it
2: (laughs) that's handy i'll use that on my cats (laughs) my many many cats (laughs) my apartment just reeks of cat piss
0: (sighs) well kevin how how are you how are you in your cat piss apartment?
2: Well, I'm. My cat piss apartment is better than if it was a PBR apartment. So hang on, it's,
0: it's l- almost literally the same thing.
2: <laughs> it, it is, except PBR is worse. Um, no, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing quite well. How are you doing?
0: All right. Uh, I know you're not drinking right now, but you were drinking earlier this evening. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. I went to the Sealens Grove Brewing Company and I, I got a smoked bock. Ooh. Along with um a chili changa, which is like a wrap with chili and vegetables and stuff in it, like mm. vegetarian chili. Yeah. Um it's pretty delicious, but I'm having a pretty mean case of heartburn right now.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is that the only beer you had, the Bach?
2: Well, yeah, man. I had to I had to drive like forty five minutes. All
0: right, all right. Are you playing any games outside of homework for this podcast?
2: I am, in fact. I'm uh I'm still I'm still playing um, Wind Waker HD for Wii U. I'm um, coming up on the end of it. I'm just, I've just been, I've been taking it really slowly because, just, I just like you know sailing around on the ocean. I'm one of the few people who actually like sailing in that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's very pleasant to look at, and I, I'm enjoying reliving all the memories.
0: Now, since you're close to the end, I can ask you this question: Is it better than the original?
2: I think so. It, it takes out a lot of the. Um, Kind of, I guess, like time-wasting things, such as you don't have to have the sail equipped as an item anymore. You don't have to have the grappling hook if you're on the boat. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, or the or the bombs to make your cannon. Like that stuff is just assigned to the D-pad. Oh wow! Okay. And and the wind waker itself is also assigned to the D-pad at all times.
0: So that saves a lot of pause, switch item, pause, switch item stuff.
2: Exactly. Plus, like you don't even have to pause to switch items. You can just use the touch screen to yeah. switch out items on the fly. So that's really helpful. Like, it's not useful in combat. Uh-huh. Like, you still have to pause and switch weapons. Then, uh, otherwise, you just get your ass kicked.
0: Do you use the first person fighting at all?
2: Um, I do a little bit. I, not so much though. Like, I don't. I don't use. I, I tend to use melee combat most of all, or I snipe people with arrows. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, Emrys, we haven't heard much from you. Uh, how you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. Been watching a lot of X Files.
0: I I envy you, because you haven't seen The X-Files until now, is that correct?
1: I uh, I saw a couple back when it was newer, but I never really watched that much of it.
0: Does it feel super 90s to you?
1: Yeah, it's very 90s, but it's also like, it blazed a trail that I'm noticing a lot of TV shows are sort of aping X-Files, like Supernatural is almost directly a parody, and Fringe borrowed a lot from The X-Files, especially early on.
0: Yeah, the first season of Fringe is really just like a tenth season of X-Files. Yeah. But, yeah, I, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And uh, it's every time you post on Facebook, I have to say something about it.
1: <laughs> I think uh, Scully is a real dynamo. She's one of the best, like, well-written characters from that era. Which I consider yeah. the 90s to be, like, the golden age of sci-fi television. It just had so many shows. X-Files... Deep Space Nine Babylon Five, the list goes on and on. And they're all like they're all like mid nineties to a little bit of the two thousands. But once you get past two thousand it's like Battlestar Galactica, uh, Firefly for all of them one season. They're really It really drops off dramatically, and I, I think that's neat. That the they're, they're Stargate SG-1, another 90s show. It's really good sci-fi, like, all packed into this one decade for some reason.
0: I, I think it started with Star Trek The Next Generation and kind of ended with, I don't know, Firefly, maybe. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so are you drinking this evening?
1: I'm having some Mexican Coca-Cola, which has cane sugar in it.
0: It's uh, Mexican Coca-Cola is always better. It's so good. Uh, yeah, totally. I can't even the the oh,
1: yeah, totally. In the glass bottle?
0: Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> uh, so, have you been playing games other than uh, on your 3DS, Android phone, or League of Legends?
1: <laughs> I've been playing some Tropico 4 still. It's a really weird game, but I, I just like it. That's the one where the builders won't build anything. I don't know why they just take out, don't take out the builders entirely and
0: make all the buildings cost twice as much.
1: But yeah, whatever. It's fun. What, what platform is that on? That's for Steam. It's on the PC.
0: Gotcha. Are you excited for a Steam box? No, I
1: have no interest in trying to do a console for
0: Steam. Yeah, you're not interested in having a controller that looks like an owl?
1: <laughs> if the controller were an actual owl, like you get from
2: Hogwarts, that would <laughs> yeah. be one thing, but um, no, I don't really have a, any
1: preferences yeah. except for the keyboard and mouse.
2: You might also be dealing with talons in your arms, though. Right, talons. That reminds me of one of the original Xbox. When it came
1: out, there was a Penny Arcade where they are playing the Xbox. <laughs> and instead of controllers, they just have a bear in their lap.
0: <laughs> I knew
2: what you were talking about as soon as you said Penny <laughs> yeah.
0: Arcade. Yeah. You well, know. That's hilarious, but at the same time, now the Wii U has gone on to create like the biggest controller ever made, I think. Oh, yeah.
2: But there's a reason for that. There's a screen on the sure. Wii U controller.
1: Do we really need a screen on the controller? That's what I
2: have to
0: ask. I don't know. It, it, it kind of just, it's like an HDDS now. Which is
2: kind of, uh-huh. you know. I kind of like that I can take my Wii U controller back into my little computer room and sit and play Wind Waker HD while I'm waiting for a group in League of Legends.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah i they ad- they recently added the ability to play backwards compatible Wii games on the controller, so the other day I was playing Tenshu. I have a Tenshu game for Wii, and I was playing that just on the gamepad and that was that was good. I liked it
2: you don't have to buy anything to make that work
0: no, it was in the last update. there was an update like a week ago.
2: Oh, I downloaded that. I just didn't pay any attention to what it was about. It, there was a
0: whole bunch of awesome stuff that it added, and I don't remember anything except for now you can play Wii games on the gamepad. That is pretty cool.
2: So, uh, Mark, what are uh, what are you drinking tonight?
0: Um, I have uh, nothing. Uh, once, again,
2: <laughs>
0: once again, I am a uh, little goody two-shoes like Adam Ant. And, drinking
2: just a mouthful of your own spit?
0: Yeah. Downing gallons of that stuff. It's like
2: Oh, man. Nectar of the Gods, they call it. <laughs> and uh, what are you playing
0: that's not portable? Um, actually, the only thing I'm playing right now is portable. I, I've been playing Metroid, Metroid Prime Hunters on DS.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember that game. I remember you destroying me at that game. Yeah,
0: it's basically like a Quake clone in the Metroid universe, but it's really pretty for a DS game, and I just play the multiplayer with bots single—I just just by myself. And I enjoy it.
1: I remember the controls being kind of wacky for that game.
0: Well, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately that I've had tendinitis in my right wrist for about three years now. And it hasn't been hurting much. So I figured, that's that's not normal. It's time to make this flare up again. <laughs> so I decided to start playing Metroid
2: there you go it was single-handedly responsible for giving it to you in the first place no that would
0: be my job as as an artist
2: no 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 did you notice how i said single-handedly responsible single-handedly oh i see (laughs)
1: because the other one's disabled
2: right
0: (laughs) this is anyway podcast gold ladies and gentlemen um (laughs) all right well without further ado let's get into our interview with christopher arnold
2: Welcome to the show.
3: Hello, thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, how are you doing tonight?
3: Uh, I'm okay. Cool. Average.
2: All right. Well, the uh, I guess we'll get right started with the interview. Um, first of all, I'm gonna have to ask you, uh, how do you pronounce your Twitter handle?
3: <laughs> <clears throat> it's Karise Garden. It's uh, Twitter only has a 15 character limit, so the N was left out. But it's basically just a Japanese katakana for Chris plus a Japanese band name, and I've been using it for like 10 years now.
1: Oh, cool. It's stuck. Oh, cool. Yeah, one of my favorite old screen names is I Eat Animals. It was <laughs> one I picked out for Quake Online back in like 96 or something.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, before, mine used to be Savior of Hyrule 64, but that was nice. when I was 10. So <laughs> it's a it's a bit over-the-top nerdy, so I want something that no one recognizes at all. Yeah, well, pronounces I love hearing people pronounce it online when I play games with them. Like yeah, on no. Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> I'm hearing people trying to cuss at me, using my screen name, but they can't even pronounce it. So I'm just, <laughs> it's always funny.
1: Really pulls the teeth out of them, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it's hard for anyone to insult me online. They can't address me right. They just call me Curry most of the time. <laughs> cool. So what games?
0: What games were you playing when you were ten and had that handle?
3: Zelda. Uh, pretty much any Nintendo game is what I had. Pretty, like every my- Nintendo game on the sixty-four. That was about uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> we were just making jokes about Superman 64. Did you own that one? No. Good on you. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty good about quality for games when I was a kid, too. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a lot easier when you have a very limited budget. Yeah. What got you? So you 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 started out with mostly Nintendo games, but um, like what made you decide to uh, get into making an Android game?
3: Well, I was already familiar with Java because I dived into programming with Minecraft. I wanted to write a mod because I ran my own server at the time, and I had 100 mods. And I thought, these are neat. I'm going to make my own mods now and try and throw them in and make it special. Mm -hmm. So I ended up making two mods in Java, and I found out Android is primarily written in the Java language. Mm
2: -hmm. So I
3: decided to take those skills and move over to Android using their SDK kit, and it was actually really easy to get an Android game up and running. So that's why I chose Android.
2: Okay. And uh, were there um, any challenges that you faced with developing for the Android platform?
3: The fact that I had no idea what I was doing was a pretty good hurdle. (laughs) (laughs) I made that game in one month, and I had no previous programming experience before that. Wow.
2: That's actually really impressive. It it only took you a month.
3: Yeah, and I'm now making this new game for the Wii U using uh, C-sharp Unity, Mm. learning it all as I go. You're making Ping Two in in Unity. Yes, because um, I know you may have heard this on the internet that Unity is provided to Wii U developers to help the indie indie games onto the Wii U. So yeah, they provide yeah. that now, and it's made it easier to get onto their console. That's really yeah, I'm cool. using
1: Unity myself, actually. It's really powerful. What are you developing? Oh, a little game um, about poop, actually.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's currently it sound, on this hold. sounds amazing. Does it have okay. different styles of poop too? Like you know what? You go, it's run, gonna you go, have runny.
1: It's gonna have all of them in like funky. the long term. It's gonna be fully poop simulated.
3: So like you have to mash all the keys in the keyboard to help push out? Push out no, you're gonna
1: and have to the use tools like a, a plastic knife to oh potentially God. ninja style cut up your poop so it flushes. That's
3: the, <laughs> Because <laughs> you have a small toilet and it can't yeah, get through.
1: It's a low flow toilet. That's the whole. That's the whole challenge of my game.
3: It's called low flow. Except it's I... called L O L- F L L trademark. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm
1: calling it Evil Pooper after a person who used to plague my office where I worked. I would come in and I would find the remains of the Evil Pooper's spawn filling the toilet to capacity. <laughs> This is based on a true story, by the way, but I feel that might be for another time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not not for right now.
1: <laughs> but you, um, so you made Ping from scratch. You didn't have an engine or any code that you were working from.
3: No, I just kind of read up on the framework on how to implement the Android drawing of the canvas and everything. It, the engine itself was from scratch. Of mm. Unity, I'm having to redo the engine again. Because the the, fi- the physics, it's not really a, a gravity type game anyway, so all of that's kind of useless to me. Yeah. So I, I don't get to use that time saving part of Unity. I have to redesign the kind of that game engine code again too. But yeah, I yeah. wrote it all from scratch.
2: That's really
1: amazing, especially since it was your first attempt.
2: Yeah, physics engines are. I mean, I'm not a developer or anything, but from what I understand, like they're they're pretty tricky to get worked out.
3: Well, it's just pong physics, so it's like the simplest physics that you can do. Yeah.
2: Is that why the, you chose a
0: game that's so similar to pong for the simplicity, the, the ease of development?
3: No, I chose it because it seemed perfect for a mobile game. Because I wanted to make a mobile game, and it has to be something simple. You can't if you're yeah. overcomplicated, people won't enjoy playing it on their phone. It had yeah. to be yeah. something that uses only touch. So yeah, I, I think wa-
0: you did a great job. How has um how has the response been? I mean, how many do you know how many downloads you've gotten and everything?
3: Uh, twenty twenty six thousand downloads this week. Wow! Double over. No, over time I get about three thousand downloads each week. No. Cool. Wow. And the biggest response has been from South Korea, which is a bit Ooh. odd. I don't know how I don't know how it picked up there, but about eighteen thousand of those downloads are from Korea.
1: No, oh, I guess there's no real language barrier there or anything to get confused about.
3: Yeah, it's also second popular in Russia. Third popular in the United Kingdom, then fourth is United States. I'm behind in the United States out of all, all the regions. <laughs> oh yeah, and Japan. Japan likes it more than the United States too. Oh wow. And I don't know how to about Japan anymore.
2: So um, <laughs> tell us a uh, tell us a little bit about um Ping Two. Like, what kinds of changes are you making for Ping Two that are different from the original game?
3: Pretty much the only thing that stayed the same is the. The ball bounces around, but it's no longer just one bounce. I mean, you can—I'm still adding the bounce counter in, but it's more of a bonus this time. There's no—the goals won't be centered around it. Oh. You have to get through the stages in a certain amount of time. You got obstacles, bombs, moving blocks again. All the blocks that you saw in ping one will be back there. Plus, you'll have enemies that make it uh, frustrating, where you'll want to throw your game pad at the TV screen.
1: (laughs) Are you going to have fruit-shaped enemies? I thought the oranges in the first game were, were interesting.
3: The oranges were actually because I had it originally as a flag but looked too bland. And I have a ah. son who's two years old, and the favorite fruit at the time was oranges. Right. That's oh, wow. why oranges, it switched to oranges. I thought it was random enough. And in this new game, it's there's a big, over-the-top, ridiculous story for Ping 2 that will That's explain awesome. why he likes the oranges. It's kind of like a forbidden fruit since it's round. <laughs> <That's exciting>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's nice. a forbidden. It's a really. Wh- I have a writer now, just doing all the writing for the story, so I can focus on programming. And so far, it's just it's ridiculous. It's takes place in a world where cubes are kind of like the outcasts, and spheres have taken over. So they decide to rebel and revenge against spheres. And sure. the story revolves around taking down spheres. The spheres have taken over their bases. When you enter the base. It goes into a first-person shooter mode
0: i oh. saw that in a video i was like this game is insane
3: so yeah you're gonna have bullets that bounce off the walls too so you got that ricochet oh. so there'll be puzzles revolved around that and the only reason i'm putting them first-person shooter is because i really liked how the gyroscope works with the gamepad because mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you if you played the the zelda arrow game in nintendo land yeah. the shooting works perfectly with it and i was like it's there should be a full first person shooter game like this. So I wanted to just put that in just so I can use a gyroscope because I couldn't think of a use for it in the normal PIN game. It's not useful at all.
0: So how did you end up getting a Wii U development kit?
3: I submitted an application to Nintendo and they responded. Yeah. Wow. I have a the previous game did well enough that they were interested. Nice. Really
1: do you cool. think the do you think the Wii U marketplace is gonna be um a good source of income for you like how do you think it stacks up to what Microsoft is doing
3: i have no idea what microsoft is doing i'm not much of a microsoft fan so i don't really keep i've looked at their indie games and they just kind of let anyone in so oh, i oh really i've looked i've looked at the games on there and the content is so i see like really great indie games and then there's garbage on there that's worse than any free android game i've ever seen too so yeah, I'm, I might do a port-a-ping to the 360 mm-hmm. later on, but I think the Wii U income will be enough because it's only a four-person team right now. So I don't need much of an income or revenue. It's just I want to do PC, Linux, Mac, and Wii U mainly for the touchscreen because that works best for the controller scheme. Right.
1: Yeah. Does Unity play well with Wii U? Or do you have to like manhandle it at all?
3: Uh, no, it's uh, supported right in Unity now. They, oh, wow. if you look in their website, on Unity's website, you can see that Wii U is listed as a option now. They added it earlier this year.
2: So, as, as someone who you know grew up playing primarily Nintendo games, being selected as a developer for Wii U, like that's got to be that's got to be a pretty incredible feeling. Like, what kinds of things were you thinking when you know you realized that you Ping Two was going to be on a Nintendo system?
3: I, I was excited. I actually was procrastinating giving them my number because they were wanting to follow up with a call. But I was like, I need to get something to stuff up before I try and have the interview with them so I can have content. But they kept on bugging me enough that I actually scheduled that phone interview wow. before I had anything to show. And surprisingly, that went well. And I was extremely ecstatic that whole day. I spent my whole day just delving into all of the Wii U stuff, anything related to Nintendo, Nintendo. Uh, that's about as much into it as I can get. Okay, yeah. Sure, okay. I had to sign some special paperwork, so I can't really be specific. No, it's me. Yeah, that that we of understand that completely.
0: Do you have a time frame? Any idea, a uh, tentative time frame for Ping 2's
3: release? I'm thinking, hopefully, by E3 for next summer. Okay. Yes. I, I want to try and time it to where they can combine it so I can show at E3. Cause wow. That, that'll that help boost it. Oh, for sure. Do you know
1: about um the Penny Arcade Expo? They have a, a venue for indie games. Or they used to, where did they pick out like 100 indie games and promote them at the show?
3: Nope, I haven't really been looking into too many shows. I've just been so focused on work lately, but... Sure. Yeah, I saw that IndieCade was like uh, last month also. Nintendo was tuning too, uh, too out on their Nintendo Direct. All oh, yeah. Indiecade. They listed like eight or nine indie games that were coming out.
0: There's, If you go on the Wii U eShop right now, there's a buttload of IndieCade games that they're advertising.
3: And actually, one of the creators on there, he's making Armillo, mm-hmm. he follows me on Twitter, and he happens to be a Wii developer, too, and he has a video of his upcoming game. I was surprised to see it on there. I was just looking at it on Twitter the other day, talking to him, and all of a sudden, I see him on the Nintendo Direct and on the Nintendo website. I'm like, whoa, that's surreal.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's crazy. Like, um, I've I've seen a lot of websites pointing to you saying, hey, you know, this Ping Two game's coming out for Wii U, so, you know, there's there's some buzz. I don't know how much buzz there was around the first ping, but it seems like there's there's a decent amount generated right now for the second one.
3: Yeah, the second I announced that uh I was approved as a Wii U developer, like four or five articles popped up the next day. <laughs> I'm like CNET and Polygon dot com and I was completely surprised. I'm like, what what's going on? Who I didn't know that many important people followed my Twitter. <laughs> I was amazed how quick that got out.
0: Yeah. In, g- in regards to the first ping, though, I mean, are you done with it? Do you plan to bring it onto any other platforms?
3: I might, like... I'm planning on redoing it in Unity so that I can port it easier. Mm-hmm. And I might just toss it in with Ping 2 on the Wii U just so people can play that old game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I heard I heard you asked for multiplayer <laughs> like, oh so, you can, so you guys can play with each other's balls. um Yeah. <laughs> I wanted I do want to do multiplayer online but the yeah. problem is with that is that it requires me to kind of build my own server to help maintain that type of game and I don't have the yeah. funds at the moment. No. I no, might I might put I that as that. a kickstarter or a stretch goal maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's right. About that. I'm almost approved with them. I finished like I've already sent like 10 emails to them going back and forth with customer service trying to get verified cuz they require that you have Amazon payments for it and they're mm-hmm. being really big butts about that's verifying true. My info. That's I, That should be up next week, hopefully. Right now, the total amounts can be thirty thousand. The licensing fees, the ESRB, Peggy, uh, paying the licensing fees to Nintendo to even be able to get on their shop. It it adds up really fast. So thirty thousand. Anything above that, I'll set, start setting stretch goals that people want to donate past that. Yeah. And online multiplayer. Wow. If I could get enough for that, I think like maybe a forty, fifty thousand stretch goal that would be a good one because I would then be able to afford the servers and hire someone to deal with the web end and the d- database part to be able to allow that.
0: Do you, um, do you have to program in Miiverse integration?
3: You have to program everything in.
0: <laughs> no, I just mean, like, um, I don't know, is that extra? Like, is that something that was going to – another fee, I guess, is that you have to factor so, in?
3: Oh, um, every The set platforms for release is going to be Wii U – and PCs and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's Wii U right off the bat. We use goal. we use the Target console that I want to go on, so yeah. all of that will be included. me is handled by their servers, so okay. it's not any toll on me. It's okay. just how I want to implement it. And I was thinking of implementing it in the way that New Super Mario Bros does, mm-hmm. have the messages show up on the level, like if you die, you'll see other people's messages when they die. That's I cool. can imagine how vulgar they're going to get. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's already coming out to be pretty hard again. But that's with South Korea, that was part of the biggest charm is that people like the frustration of it. Yeah. And, like, I heard that you couldn't get past World 4. And it gets much harder because you got those invisible blocks. You got oh, moving. Wow. You got Yeah, it gets ridiculous. <laughs> I actually just designed the levels. And then I spent like an hour on each one trying to beat it. And then I figured out what was my average. And then I put that as a score. I didn't. Think of the score before I built the levels.
1: Yeah, I was wondering about that. It seems like you had a par system.
3: I wasn't even thinking of mini golf when I made it. I didn't. I didn't even make that comparison.
1: <laughs> it It didn't occur to me until after I'd been playing it for a while that it was a lot like it was a lot like miniature golf.
3: I've heard many people make that comparison, but that didn't click in my head when I was writing down the ideas to begin with.
1: Does that like inspire you for the next game? Do you think you're going to stick to? some miniature golf sort of style or do you want to get away from that
3: you'll you'll still have the bounce factor in the very hard mode oh it's going to be extremely challenging but it'll count your bounces in hard mode that will still be in the game but uh if you play normal or very normal it's gonna it's not going to count your bounces and it won't be hard so it's basically more of a timed game right. to get through
0: so are you primarily a nintendo gamer then you said you don't like microsoft
3: i have a playstation i enjoy playing that too
0: yeah what about mobile gaming? I don't you know, really phones. play mobile
3: games. Like, I, I really don't play mobile games, which is odd.
0: because you don't like the, the, the control schemes or you don't like the business model
3: or what? I'm just one of those people that's really hard to please. The game mm-hmm. has to be extremely innovative or new. Or <laughs> well, I don't have anyone to, else It has like to that. challenge me, <laughs> or otherwise I'm not going to play it. So most mobile games don't offer that to me.
1: Yeah, they're, they're more of a time waster than like an actual challenge to, to figure out.
3: My favorite mobile game is Bad Piggies. That's the oh. most one. I really like that one because you have to build your vehicle and try and figure out a way to get through it, and it's open-ended in the way that you have to do it, too. Like, I can ta- attach on, like, five engines if I really want to and see how that goes. And that's actually made in Unity, too.
0: What game is that?
3: It's like the Bad Angry piggies.
0: Birds Bad Piggies game or whatever.
3: Yeah, oh. it's the spinoff of, like, Angry Birds, except you're the piggies and you build a little vehicle and you get through the stage. Oh, wow okay I have, t- I have two tablets, three Android phones sitting on my desk, but I don't really ever use them for personal use
2: so you really enjoyed bad piggies, but uh, as far as like other kinds of games what would you say your favorite game of all time is
3: I can never i I've never been able to really answer that question. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I get asked it on Twitter all the time. <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down. Zelda is pretty much the whole series would be my favorite game any game of the Zelda series. I, that's when I, you know, close my contact out to the world and just live in the Zelda world for a few days.
2: Sure, yeah. So, are you, um, are you playing the Wii U Zelda remake?
3: Yeah, I've actually, I've actually almost, uh, beaten it. I'm on the very last temple now.
2: Me too. I, I just, I just finished, um, well, I just restored the, you played the GameCube one, right? Yeah. Okay, I just didn't want to give you any story spoilers. Um, I just restored the power to repel evil to the Master Sword, like right before but, I got on this call with you.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I did that. I did that three days ago. You're really slow. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've all, I also wound my way and I got the Tingle trophy because I found out they left those in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got the Tingle trophy and then I posted that on omniverse brag about that. it because I know nobody. he saw it. Yep. I know nobody yeah. would know how to get it, so I was like, "Oh, look what I got." I I played
0: I, the original like I have played it probably three times all the way through and I saw that picture that you posted. I'm like, what the hell is this?
3: Yeah, my you had game to have a Game Boy Advance and the cable to be able to get those.
0: I remember those days.
2: Yeah, I, that's how I played the Wind Waker, the original. The majority of the time was with my mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance hooked up.
0: Didn't all it do was just have your little companions go,
3: hey, here's a place you can bomb
0: or something like that?
3: Pretty much, it just yeah, it was something that you could give your little brother or sister to do while you play. Mm-hmm. But uh, a favorite game that's not a Nintendo series would be Metal Gear Solid uh, Snake Eater. Okay. Non-Nintendo, that is my favorite series. Wait,
0: Snake Eater? Which one is that? Is that the third one? Yeah, it's the third one. Okay, nice. Uh, the
3: stories are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Metal Gear Solid gets really ridiculous, but I just I love the, the gameplay, and at times it gets a bit weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't the know first how one. to put it. It's ridiculous, but it's just—it's like an action movie. It's just ridiculous, but you want to play it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big only... fan of that series. I'm a big fan of Hideo Kojima I've had him mm. mentioned me on Twitter before, and I got ecstatic that day too. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. And in another series, which I'm not sure if you know of, I like anything from Goichi Suda. Suda Fifty One.
0: Suda Fifty One. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I Like oh, No More yeah. Heroes, Shadows of the Damned.
0: No, those are insane games.
3: I like really weird games. I'm the type of person that will play those really out there, what the hell are you doing type of games. (laughs) Like, I'd be interested in playing that poop game. That would. (laughs) (laughs) Someone could play that while they're on the toilet with their phone. That's the whole idea. (laughs) It's like, while they're on the phone, they can, like, play that to imagine that they're actually, it's like helping them it's like Smell-O-Vision, too. <laughs> yeah. sell, sell an attachment called Smell-O-Vision. We'll what, what, I
0: sh-
1: what I should do is put in a microphone so they can detect a real flush. So if there's a flush, you bonus points while you're playing.
3: And you're, <laughs> so you're going go to go, like, I don't know, you're going to walk into a McDonald's bathroom, you're going to hear a bunch of people flushing just as fast <laughs> as they can to try and get extra points.
0: Music to my ears. This is like an environmental disaster waiting to happen.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's going to cause a real shitstorm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shitstorm indeed. I'm stuck on the Unity engine right now. I'm, I have to tweak all the physics to simulate the water properly, and it's giving me migraine.
3: I think there's a liquid asset in Unity Yeah. That use.
1: Fluvio, and I actually paid for it, and it's just like all these little numbers, and you have to adjust all the little numbers, like, just a certain way to make it work, right?
3: Yeah, the floats and all of those fun numbers.
1: So it's frustrating me.
3: Uh, I would recommend going to their website. They have video tutorials in their modules. It'll yeah. help you understand it, and it explains everything about each module, but it's not yeah, too I've... complicated that you won't understand it, because I've watched <laughs> most of those to learn how to get around Unity, and it's helped a lot.
1: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of those, too. Um, but the 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 thing with this water is that it's just you gotta change all the little numbers. There's no way to get around it. Otherwise, it looks like it's boiling. The
0: toilet filled <laughs> with boiling water, which is
1: it's exciting but too weird. Maybe maybe that should be like an unlockable.
0: That's some suited fifty-one stuff right there. The boiling poop water.
3: <laughs> it's exact. In shows of the dam, every time you pass a checkpoint, a monster poops. <laughs> Seriously, you go buy it and the monster gets so scared of you it poops and that's just checkpoint. Oh gross. He has a, he has a thing with pooping and checkpoints, because it's the same thing in no more heroes. Takes oh, really? a dump and it's a checkpoint. You go into the bathroom, he pulls his pants down, and then the toilet paper just kind of censors it and then that's when you save the game.
0: <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I've I've wanted to play that one. I I've yet I've yet to uh, purchase No More Heroes or No More Heroes Two, but it, they've always been really, really interesting.
3: Now, so I would pick it. up.
0: there's a lot of really good, really cheap Wii games that nobody really played.
3: You have like Xenoblade Chronicles now, which well, it's ninety dollars used. That's really expensive. I I played yeah. I played the United Kingdom version first. I don't They're know. They're virtually identical. They are. Well, I was able yeah. to get hold of that way before my Wii was able to play region free. So, yeah, yeah. I had I, I, I had multiple too, Wii's so I, can... I had a Japanese Wii and I had an American Wii at home.
0: Nice. What Japanese games have you imported?
3: Uh, I imported this game called Taiko no Tatsujin. It's a game where you basically play a taiko drum. Oh. <laughs> it's a mu- it's a music game. It's like everyone's yeah. playing rock band and stuff, and I'm just sitting here playing my taiko drum to <laughs> these really poppy, happy, kitty Japanese songs. That's it, co- it costed, like, 80 bucks to import, but I really enjoyed it. Awesome. That
1: reminds me, Mark, I need to show you this Pon 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 video. Okay. It, By it broke Jerry, my Jerry mind. Camille? Yeah. I, I it like It my brain.
3: I, I listened to her a lot of her.
1: Yeah, well, I, I can't get my mind around this music video. It's so bizarre. Like, I actually had to stop watching it because it freaked me out. Is that the thing you sent me last night? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I have only tra- watched 45 seconds of
2: it. It was... I I like it was so saccharine and <laughs> that like I could feel my pancreas shutting down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to me on Facebook, I'll we'll check it out. Yeah.
2: Where do you go from here
0: then, uh Christopher? Uh after Ping 2, do you have do you have goals
3: beyond that? Just making more games. Yeah. That's my goal. I'm trying to make a sustainable company. I've been filing paperwork and getting all that filed in Oregon. It's awesome. It's been a headache having to handle all this tax information on my own, but I'm trying yeah. to make a company to where after this I can still continue on making more because i 'Cause I'll I'll own all this new hardware mm-hmm. for development mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna be trying to move on to PlayStation and Xbox hopefully at a later point. Cool. Yeah. So, so.
0: you're you're focused more on working independently or do, do you have a dream sort of company that you'd want to work
3: for? Uh it's just me it's just my own company, be my own third party. That's my right. goal.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
3: Is uh, there is
1: there a game company, if they offered you a job, what's the game company where you couldn't say no?
3: Probably Fox Studios in California. It's the only American company I can really think of that I would want to work for. Because they, they opened up a studio and they were having some Americans work on the new Metal Gear Solid games and Zone of the Enders and all of those mm. Fox titles. And then they also work on the Fox engine too. Because I, I would like to work for Nintendo, but that's not really a possibility considering all of their developments done out of Japan.
2: Yeah, yeah that would be yeah. a big life shift. And I,
3: Nintendo of America only handles localizations and I don't want to just handle that.
2: Yeah, oh, that's incredible. I, mean,
3: I like what Nintendo Treehouse does; they're brilliant. You know who Nintendo Treehouse is, right?
0: I, you know, I, know. I, I hear the term all the time, and I just assume they're localization people. Who, who are they? Uh,
3: well, Bill Trennan is part of that team too. It's a uh, it's like the top-notch localization team. They add, they just instead of just directly translating the text, they translate it to a whole new meaning for the American audience, mm-hmm. and they put so much effort into it. It takes months. Like, Animal Crossing took about a year for it to come out here.
1: Yeah.
3: And I'm just amazed by them. That's, like, the best localization team I can think of. But I just wouldn't want to be stuck to localizing games because I want to do something creative.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, best of luck to you, sir. Yeah.
2: In in the vein of the whole mobile gaming thing... um, what are your thoughts on mobile gaming in the state of like various business models, ranging from uh, free to play to other means of generating revenue in the mobile market?
3: It's it's great. It's extremely oversaturated because anyone can do it. There's so many mm-hmm. free to play games competing, so you have mm-hmm. to find a balance with ads. Which I've only made about two hundred bucks so far off of ping one just through ads. It's not very much. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes it seems like it would almost make more sense to just charge a dollar than to make it free.
3: Yeah, but since it's my first game, I had to get more exposure than anything. I can't buy exposure. Yeah, but I, guess you can, I guess you can, but it's really expensive. <laughs> you, yeah.
1: you buy it by making a, a game that exposes itself. not in
3: the <laughs> way. That's a great way to put it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As you can tell, I'm all about exposing the inexposed. Yeah.
3: I know people keep on saying the mobile market is the next thing, but the reason people say that is because it's free. So they want they want all of their games served free to them, free to play. They want ads in them. They want a lower gameplay experience, which Angry Birds yeah. will never offer you the same experience as a Zelda game. And a Zelda game takes, like, 100 people to work on it in about mm-hmm. three years. And you've got Angry Birds, which someone can crank out in about three months with a really small team. It's just more profitable. To do console games because you're charging sixty dollars a game, brand new. About seventy percent of that will go to the developers. So even if they can sell one game, that out, that that kind of outdoes about like a thousand free-to-play customers with ads. Yeah. That play every day, like religiously. So
1: the the model for um microtransaction games is really strange. It's all about like ten percent of the people who play your game will spend money on it. But they spend a disproportionate amount of money than anybody else.
3: Yeah, I, like, I read I read an article about Zynga being like that with Farmville. They yeah. have the you're like who the hell would buy uh, the Farmville tokens? But it turns out that like 0.01% offers like 80% of their revenue for the company. Yeah. Jeez. And I actually know someone who uh, sits there and buys all of that stuff, and it's a weird thing that people would even buy stuff to get ahead of other people. I can't yeah. even
0: begin to understand I, I don't get it,
2: yeah like I... isn't isn't like <clears throat> isn't gaming about like achieving these things for yourself like that's that's the reason that I play games is to you know for the sense of accomplishment I get out of it.
3: I don't understand that at all, but
2: it's like it exists they...
3: because the, there's like a crazy zero point zero one percent of gamers that will buy it, and that's the whole reason it exists is because people mm-hmm. can make money on it.
1: Please. I have a sort of glimmer of understanding because I've personally probably spent two or three hundred dollars on League of Legends over the years. And oh, that's great. Point- I have
3: something to announce. I'm gonna add download content and it's gonna be the ending of my game. You buy it, you buy the ending. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be ten bucks. So it's the Mass
1: Effect three model.
3: Hey. you don't like the ending here, buy a different ending. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't even play League of Legends that much anymore, but I still want to buy their new content just because it's so well designed. And it's just they make such good stuff that I, I just constantly feel like supporting them just for no other reason than to do that. So I don't understand why anyone would feel that way about Farmville, but yes. I can I can see where the impulse comes
3: from. I have no idea. Someone that really likes their cows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good. which, by the way, I, I'm drinking green tea. Green oh, tea. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. It was really short notice, so I didn't have time to go. No, we,
0: we all decided we weren't <laughs> going to drink.
3: What? I, I'm drinking. I was drinking.
0: Yeah.
3: So I I'm just... sitting here getting drunk on antioxidants, and you guys aren't.
1: <laughs> Those antioxidants go right to your head. Kevin, oh, man, what are I'm, you drinking?
2: I'm sticking with the show format, like everybody should be. I'm, I'm drinking scotch. Uh.
1: You're you're really? out alone on this one, Matt. I've got I've got my twenty four hours of twenty four ounces of capped blue ribbon in a giant yeah. can.
3: I thought you and guys were drinking. It sounds like you are.
0: No, no. I, apparently, I'm the only one who's not. I didn't get the memo. Oh,
1: it's the same memo
2: for every episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a format for a reason.
3: <laughs> I'm not you're much not- of a drinker. I'm completely. I don't understand any of it.
2: No, uh, I, I mean,
3: like, that. I don't. I'm just saying, any of the nomenclature. I don't understand when people are talking about certain types of alcohol. I'm just like, I'm completely clueless in the conversation.
1: It's all, it's all about exposing yourself to it, over time
3: Expose, yeah. Sure.
1: A lot of exposing ourselves in this episode. I, just, I, I started without pants, you know, so that's, that's true. where my mind's going.
3: You're playing with balls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it's, it seems oddly appropriate that the night we interview the creator of Ping, Emrys, have his balls at you know right at hand They're... in I... his right hand <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right for the record i am wearing pants that's that's the truth i have pants on
3: no uh, one needs to know it's okay it's just a podcast
1: yeah. just talk about balls is making me uncomfortable
3: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah talking <laughs> about people with diarrhea flushing toilets playing your no, game <laughs>
0: That's yeah. just good sense, okay. That's business talk. No, you're gonna. People are gonna be dropping phones into toilets. <laughs> There's gonna be outbreaks of dysentery
3: in offices around the country. <laughs> They're gonna be dropping loads of money in your. <laughs> mm,
1: fantastic! This is inspiring me to get back to work on that thing. I've let it right. lay fallow for a couple of weeks, and now yes. I want to. I want to program again. It's yeah, just I, wanna, of I, floating again. It.
3: I would enjoy. I would enjoy that. I enjoy crazy out there games, which make no sense like that. It, show, it shows way more creativity than another like runner clone yeah. on the Android market. I can actually see a poop poop game doing pretty really well. I actually, yeah. so I actually, out of curiosity, searched that up before. And there's a lot of strange apps. <laughs> like there's, uh, there's an uh, app to kind of make a log, a diary for your poops and bowel movements. It's uh, a <laughs> Yeah. You can, uh, you can define like what type it was. It got like runny and chunky, and <laughs> any type that you can think of in terms I've never heard of before. And you can attach pictures to it too.
2: Is it like the baby oh. album of poop?
3: Yeah, it's like <laughs> so you can look at them over time. See it? See how your bowel movements are?
2: <laughs>
1: you can even define the
3: color too.
1: This is all fun and games until something goes wrong with your pooping, and then it's serious business.
0: It's all fun and games. <laughs> Is till so somebody loses a brown eye.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, I really I, I I hate to be a, a party pooper, but I got to run, guys. Um,
2: yeah. All right. So, well, what, Christopher, was there anything that you wanted to plug as far as um, you know anything that you're working on? Like we know Ping Two's coming. Uh, was there anything else that that you wanted to shout out about real quick uh, before we uh, before we end the interview?
3: No, not really. <laughs> okay, well, I have nothing new to announce.
2: All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, You're welcome. So.
2: And uh, well, we'll have to have you back on after uh, Ping Two gets released.
3: For sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right,
2: well, uh, well, we'll be in touch, man. Have a great night.
3: You too. Have a good night. Right,
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening to our special mid-October episode of Portable Power Podcast. Thanks so much to Christopher Arnold for letting us talk to him about poop. Um,
2: yeah, he was such a cool dude.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm really hoping I'm playing Ping Two really soon because he's a great guy and I, I really want to support his work.
2: Yeah, definitely. And
0: speaking of, there um, as you heard in the episode, he'll be doing a Kickstarter very soon to get uh, Ping Two off the ground. So look for that. You'll probably be able to find more info on the, on his website, which is, I'm going to spell it because I have no idea how to pronounce it, N-A-M-I-T-E-N-T-O-U.com. Nami Tentou, I'm thinking. Uh, you can also follow him on Twitter at K-U-R-I-S-U-E-L-L-E-G-A-R-D-E. And his company, Nami Tentau, is also on Twitter. You can follow them. He's got a Tumblr, he's got a YouTube page, so look up Christopher Arnold and don't forget to download the original Ping from the Android store. Um I uh, believe you said you have to search pretty hard for it. Yeah, it's like Ping Puzzle. It's like
1: Ping the eight bit puzzle game for Android or something like that. But apparently, if you just search "ping puzzle," it'll it'll be right up the top. Yeah,
0: I think so. So yeah, uh, and don't forget to look us up: portablepower.popularoutcasts.com. We're also on Facebook.com/slash/portablepowerpodcast,
1: and on Twitter
2: at portablepowerfm. And you can send us an email to uh, as a request to review any games or uh, any beers or something you want to a string, provided that they aren't like a hundred dollars
0: somebody send us some tactical nuclear penguin i can't say that word nuclear you ever hear that
2: no, no. Uh,
0: apparently it's like a 40 percent alcohol beer oh wow only, only available in europe
2: i would i would try that yeah, send us some of that <laughs> but yeah our, our email is portable power podcast at gmail.com or you know if you just want to like talk or whatever send us an email yeah you can post pictures to our facebook You can start up... You'll only laugh at them insincerely. Yeah. (laughs) My laughter will be sincere. It's only Emerson's that won't be.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, Enjoy sitting at home in your beanbag chair-sized testicles, and we'll see you on the 1st of November with our Pokémon special episode. Until then...
1: Yeah, if we wanted to get a thousand listeners, we should get a girl on this show regularly. It's
2: true. I don't know any.
1: We'll make Kevin a girl. <laughs>
0: Kevin get on that. Kevin, just sit on your testicles every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so big. <laughs> it's like a beanbag chair. Um, Alright. I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump into it.
2: <clears throat> My beanbag chair testicles?
0: Yeah, I'm going to just <laughs> jump into them and rub my face in them. And...
2: Can you motorboat testes?
0: Uh, when they're that large.
2: Oh, please. I say we find out.
0: <laughs> <coughs> Get on a plane.
2: <coughs> and 60 people
1: around the United States just threw up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I doubt much of this will make it into that. I'll, I'll have to find a way to fit this all in the episode. I have no idea how. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat>